kids need music like they need food. <laughs> and uh, they, they needed to survive. Hey, this is Scott Todnam, and you're listening to the Life is the Future podcast, a podcast for health education, middle school, and life in general. It's summer, but that's not going to stop the podcast. This is the Life is the Future summer series. Tune in for our summer shorts. These will be quick tips for health and wellness, as well as expert insight. These will be weekly interviews with an all-star cast of adults from around the nation and around the world who work to improve physical, mental, emotional, and social well-being. These incredible people will lend their time to give listeners some insight into their passion, advocacy, and life in general. I'm happy to be here with Chip Staley, a 30-year music education teacher. Now with the Merritt School of Music, he works as an educational clinician, an outreach facilitator, an adjunct professor, and he is the Art Speaks founder and president. Chip, I'm going to turn it over to you right away. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what your passion is. I taught for 30 years in District 204 uh, at Wabanzi Valley and at Nikwa Valley. I taught music to thousands of people during that time. And uh, when I retired, I found that uh, what I did as an occupation was really something that I couldn't just stop doing. So uh, as soon as I could, I got a job at the Merritt School of Music in Chicago. Sure. Teaching at the tuition-free conservatory and uh, teaching their wind symphony. Mm-hmm. So my real passion is making music with kids. Right. What I started about 10 years ago was an advocacy organization called Art Speaks. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Art Speaks was created to change the conversation in our community and beyond from the arts are a nice break in the day to the arts and essential component. Mm-hmm. Kids need music like they need food. <laughs> and... Uh, they, they needed to survive. You know, it's one of those interesting things that as all of the emphasis in our schools have turned from educating the child, getting them to think critically, getting them to be ready for the world, uh, it's moved from that which is rather intangible to what is considered tangible. How do we get better test scores? And in the meantime, you've got kids that are really not connecting with the educational system because they need so much more. Sure. So Art Speaks brings in people who have benefited from having an arts background who aren't necessarily artists or musicians or dancers or actors. Hmm. These are people who are working as lawyers, as authors, as Harvard educators, people who are learning how to learn and also providing the kinds of skills that they need through studying music that benefit them in other ways perseverance, a consistent application of skill, mm-hmm. the dedication to any one thing for a, a long period of time. It's a very rare commodity since uh, everything that kids get today is instant and they get instant gratification with no depth. Right. Um, music provides a little bit of an incentive to do deep work to understand how to delay that sense of gratification because you know whatever you're struggling with now will eventually turn into a very rewarding and satisfying success. I like that you said kids need music as much as they need food. It's very interesting. It's very much a, a 
part of being human, I always say, you know, is it is music keeping us alive? It's almost saying resounding. Yes, it is, because that's part of being human. So that's really interesting. You said that, that, you know, it is part of our essential livelihood. Right. And I think the emphasis on test scores has made kids believe that they can only be judged by what they do. So consequently, uh, those little transactions that they have called a test Mm -hmm. is something that they're judged on and they put all of their focus and energy on doing well on a test. And, you know, if you think about it, just in the standpoint, I'm not saying we shouldn't test our kids. I'm just saying when that is your focus and a kid's entire future is going to be based upon how they do on these standardized tests, they are not going to experience that Anytime after school, that actual skill of taking the test mm-hmm. has no application in the real world. The surgeon in the operating room, he's not going to take a written test. That surgeon is yeah. uh, learning how to do his job by experiencing the actual complications sure. that come when you are dealing with a real-life situation. Yeah. And, and so I'm, I'm seeing that kids are beginning to believe that they will be successful if they get great ACP scores and if they do well in AP classes. Mm-hmm. When in reality, that's a very small indicator of their potential. So we're basically telling these kids who aren't scoring well that they don't have potential. Hmm. And we're giving the illusion of people who do really score well that they are going to hit it out of the park. What we're doing is we're setting up unrealistic expectations for students so hmm. that they really give everything they have to do what's necessary in order to be quote unquote successful. And they aren't allowed to be who they are. Hmm. Our kids need to have an opportunity where they can just be. And the arts really, it's one of the few places that a child can come in and find a way to contribute in their own way that will be valued. Hmm. The ambiguity that comes with making art is a unique opportunity for kids to learn how to be creative and how to be insightful and how to trust their instincts and how to be who they are and how to be okay with that. So, I mean, it starts from a very early age. You've got kids coming into a kindergarten class. That's quite a zoo. I mean, these kids (laughs) are just learning how to work together and collaborate. Parallel play is what they normally do, but we, we want them to do something together. They develop the skill at that time to understand that everybody has value in a music class, mm-hmm. in an art class. Mm-hmm. They don't have that in math. They don't have that in writing. What they have is this idea they don't measure up. If you don't get a perfect score in the ACP, you don't measure up. Mm-hmm. That, that's, a, that's a pathology that I really hope we can figure out a way to get you know, on the right track in education. Uh, comprehensive education for all students and that uh, the indicators of success and potential are sort of a narrative and a collection of experiences and not a summation of a test. Yeah, well said. I'm reminded as you were talking of a quote that I heard from Tom Bodet, I think. It's something like, in school, you're taught a lesson and then you're given a test. But in life, you're actually given a test that teaches you a lesson. Sure. I'm glad that you touched on that. There's, it's obvious you have a passion for not just music, but uh, education as well. And that, that combination 
of both seems to be where you are destined to, re- to remain forever, even if you are you know, retired from the school. So Chip, can you tell us any resources, any organizations that you use or that you think listeners could use that help develop your own education, that helps with some of the things you're doing with music therapy or just overall the role of music in our lives? Well, the group that um, is in this community, Art Speaks, is a great resource on Facebook. So Art Speaks 204 on Facebook. Okay. We archive all the latest research that's published in magazines or newspapers mm-hmm. um, all over the world that deal with arts advocacy, just basically what you're describing related to the benefits of music, art, drama, dance on being human and, and, uh, and your wellness. And so now the research is coming out, neurological re- research from Nina Krauss at Northwestern University is saying that um, the only part of the brain to survive Alzheimer's is the area where musical memory is stored. Hmm. So consequently, as long as you breathe, you have musical memory to access your memory. So sure. you cannot know who you are or who you're uh, married to or who your children are. Mm-hmm. But when you play the music from uh, an elder's youth, it will light them up and they can have access to memories. It's just temporary, but it is something that shows us how biologically connected we are with music. So that's from uh, Nina Krause's website, brainvolts at northwestern.edu. Gotcha. And uh, that, that's a great resource. Mm-hmm. Um, another resource is J. Todd Frazier. J. Todd is from Houston Methodist Hospital System. He's the director of performing arts medicine. He now has nine music therapists working in the hospital. He is doing the most incredible research on the quantitative value of having the arts accessible in a very calculated way in patient care in that hospital system. There's a video clip on artspeaks.net. That's our, that's our website where you can see what kind of amazing things that they're doing in the medical field with um, music therapy. So that's a great resource for you. Another person is um, MacArthur genius Vijay Gupta, who has come out to visit us. Vijay Gupta is also the founder of Street Symphony, which is engaging homeless people on Skid Row in Los Angeles and showing how music can connect the disconnected. Nice. So, yeah, his work is brilliant. And when he came in and he talked, he used the Kurt Vonnegut quote, which is, we aren't human doings, we're human beings, to help our students understand exactly how important it was for them to keep true to themselves by honoring the fact that they had needs and aspirations that are valid. So that was a pretty big message for yeah. our kids to get. Yeah. And then the, uh, the last one is aliveinside.org. One of the things that they do, the Alive Inside Foundation provides a lot of materials where if you have an elder in your home who is living with some type of dementia, Alzheimer's being the most common, Mm -hmm. you can sort of follow their guidelines, purchase Mm -hmm. a headset for your elder, and you can come up with a playlist for them. It's pretty exciting. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, I'm sure that we have got some listeners that have seen that in action. Uh, I've seen it for sure as well with an elderly family member in dementia or with Alzheimer's, like you said, and just seeing their entire face light up with 
with music and uh, and then even come back with some memories. You know, they may have been nonverbal for a little while. And that's unfortunate. Uh, as, as people are passing away, you can kind of see that and then, then light back up and even say something um, because that music triggered that part of their brain. And that is just outstanding to see that there are groups that we could look to and guide you in that process. Thanks for those resources, Chip. Do you mind leaving us with three things that have helped you to become a better person, either as an educator, as in your personal life? What could listeners consider for their own lives that you have found uh, some success with? It's a great segment. I, I, I need to talk about it in two ways. Mm-hmm. Though. One is what you said as a professional, and the other as a, as a human. Yeah, sure. And, uh, of course, they overlap, but I thought it would be good to give you two, three things. Yes, go for and, it. And uh, the, the one for professional, this is important for anybody who goes into teaching. I think this applies for all of us, and that is you need to be curious, you need to be aware, and you need to be persistent. Those three things will make you a better educator. I think it'll make you a better professional anywhere, but those are the three things I think. Curious, uh, aware, and persistent, right? Right. Gotcha. And then uh, as a person, Mm -hmm. the way to engage in your community and to feel more connected with your family is to listen always for understanding. Always be empathetic. And the most important is allow yourself to be flexible and spontaneous whenever possible. You need to have fun. Nice, Chip. Well said. Thank you very much for that. Inspiring work. And I I appreciate you spending a few minutes with us today. I'm going to include some of those links that you said and make sure I put those right into the podcast description for everybody. So they have right at their fingertips, some things that they can go to right after listening um, to you. So I thank you for sharing your passion and thank you for sharing with us some of those resources and organizations that are doing some great work. Uh, not just in this local community that we have, but it sounds like, you know, all around the, the nation. So I wish you the best and thank you so much, Chip. Thank you, Scott. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening and make sure to keep tuning in. Our summer series of the Life is the Future podcast will include summer shorts. These are quick tips for health and wellness, as well as expert insight interviews in which we will hear from a range of health professionals, social justice activists, mental health advocates, sex education experts, music therapists, cancer awareness organizers, and more. This transition between school years will not go to waste. As always, thanks for listening.